Coming live from Denver, Colorado, USA is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Sally Ordgan, sole proprietor of Ordgan Consulting, presenter, consultant, and adjunct professor. Welcome to the show, Sally. So nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Sally. Thank you. And uh, for the people, she she's, uh, she helps educators and parents learn practical tools to build responsible kids while teaching them how to make discipline a breeze. She specializes in helping people of all ages deal with bullying, difficult people, and power struggles. So, Sally, first question to you. You know, I don't know if this example will match, but I will try my best okay long back there was a movie called when harry met sally yes and it was a good ending yes but today if if sally meets a bully what would be her reaction wow well it depends on what the bully would say um first i i'd like to teach people two responses to a bully first of all you have to change how you think about what they say and then second, you change how you respond. So the way you change how you think about it is you realize that if anyone is being critical, nasty, awful, mean, it's coming from a place of hurt inside of them. So you don't internalize it and take it inside of you. And then you learn some tools of what to say back so that the person doesn't continue to harass you. And I'd, I'd love to share some of those tools if you're interested. Yes, yes, please. Okay. So one thing you can say is just a neutral response, like, well, um, I'm sorry you feel that way, or it'll help me to know how you see it, or uh, that's a thought, or thanks for telling me. So that's one, and it's very hard for people to say anything back to that. They can't argue with, I'll think about that. So you just don't engage. Another one that's really fun is to say, um, is to just agree. So if someone says, uh, you, you look terrible today, you say, I know, I can't believe how I come out of the house some days. I used to tell my students, um, they would say, this class is unfair. And I learned to say, well, thank you for letting me know because I know the real world's unfair. I'm glad to know that I'm on target. And they would usually groan and do an eye roll, but there's not much to say to that. So you just agree. So you say, well, you're crazy. And you add, I know, sometimes I do crazy things. I had a little seventh grade boy who came to school one day in shorts. And another student said to him, your legs are really skinny. And, and this kid didn't miss a beat. And he said, you know, he said, my biceps are almost as big as my thighs. That's how skinny my legs are. The other kid just kind of went, ah, walked away because what can you say to that? So you can agree. Um, Another thing you can do, one of my favorites, but you don't want to do it too often, is you just out crazy them. We learned that there's not room for two crazy people in the same place. So if someone says something nasty to you, you just bark back at them or you sing or you say, I just, no, thanks. I just had a banana. Or you say the Martians stole my dog. And the thing is the person, there's very little they can say back to that, but the key is that you are not engaging and you're not internalizing it, and you're not engaging. So you don't want to use that out crazy the crazies all the time, 
or people will think you are crazy, but it's kind of a, it's a fun tool. So that, those are the two secrets. You change how you view the comment. You don't internalize it. You realize that hurt people hurt people. And then you come back with an appropriate response. And that's what I used to teach my students. And every year that I taught this, the kids would say, why didn't somebody teach us this sooner? And then I would say, now go out there and get put down, get criticized so you can try these things. And it was funny, once the kids were armed and ready, nobody would criticize them. So, but their favorite answer was, no thanks, I just had a banana. So, right. And that's, that's why you had you, that's why you made a video for that. So, that yes, you know, that, there's can... a video called, no thanks, I just had a banana. Exactly. Right. Right. And what does it mean? No, thanks. I just had a ban banana. What does it mean? Well, that's just it. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just if you say I'm ugly and I say, no, thanks. I just had a banana. You don't know how to answer to that. It's just I just out crazy. So it doesn't mean anything. You can right. say, yeah, but you're not getting my Bud Light or, um, you know, the Martians stole my dog or you can bark, sing. But the key is you're not engaging. That's that's the important part. Right, right, Sally. Now let's look at things at uh, different levels. One is the student level that will come to you know how to uh, empower children actually to deal with bullying. But then it is about workplaces also, and a lot of you know difficult people you meet there. How do you firstly differentiate between? Somebody is trying to be difficult and somebody is trying to be to bully you. Is there a way to know or are they both the same things or are they different things? And at what level they are the same things? How do you work your way around that in an atmosphere well, where you can't just that's, use? That's a really important distinction. And in America today, kids have latched on to this concept of bullying and they're calling everything bullying like uh, if a student takes his pencil, he'll go to the teacher and say, Jimmy's bullying me. He took his pe took my pencil. So, no, that is not bullying. Bullying is the deliberate and repeated, deliberate and repeated attempt to hurt someone else. So um, there are lots of forms of bullying, but that's the key ingredient. Now, somebody can be being difficult. Maybe they've had a bad day and they snap at you. But that's not a deliberate and repeated attempt to really get at you. I, I think that's the key distinction. Okay. Okay. So now let's come to the children part. That's a major issue everywhere, especially in the U.S. And so many incidents have taken place where supposedly victims of so-called bullying and both from the other side. It's a, it's a big, big issue, actually. And in India also and other places, actually, this is a problem that parents are finding it difficult to actually tell their children what exactly to do. But in terms of simple empowering, you talk of empowering children on how to exactly deal with bullying. So how does a parent start with a child? Say it's a, it's a toddler. How do they, uh, be, how do they deal with something? If somebody senior to them or somebody who is in their same class, they try to bully them. What should the parents tell their children? Okay, well, first of all, you know, a lot, of, a lot of children don't like to tell their parents that they're being bullied. They're embarrassed about it, and they, they don't like to share that. 
So I think um, one of the primary goals of parenting is modeling. So I think it needs to begin with parents modeling um, that when someone says something to them, that they share with their child how they responded and how they think about it. So if they say, wow, uh, that neighbor just called me a name and that really hurt my feelings. But then I remembered that she must have been having a bad day. So I just answered, wow, I'm sorry you feel that way. So it begins with the parent modeling both how to respond to bullies and also having it be okay to make mistakes, be rejected, um, that kind of thing. Because kids need to feel safe that when they tell their parents, um, it's going to turn out well. Because that's a big problem that we have is a lot of kids don't want to tell their parents when something is going on. They're embarrassed about it. So I think also parents can share, you know, when I was going to school, uh, there was a kid that was after me and he bullied me a lot. And I just wanted you to know that happens sometimes in school. And uh, if, if that ever happens to you, you can tell me about it and I'll be happy to help you. And I need you to understand it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. And so the modeling is really, really key. Why is it that children, when they can share everything with their parents, but they're embarrassed about this part? Uh, is, isn't that, uh, uh, is it the, so you, would you call it that uh, there is a miscommunication or a communication gap between the children and their parents that they cannot open about their feelings, about their hurt to their children? Because this is something that's going to be in their mind for a long, long time that will shape the their mindset for a long time to come. I think they're embarrassed, you know, they, and they don't want their parents to worry about them at school. They don't want their parents to think they're not strong. They don't want their parents to think that the other kids don't like them. And that's why it's so important for the parents to model this open communication where parents allow themselves to be vulnerable and talk about their weaknesses so that the kid learns, Hey, okay. I don't have to be perfect. And this happens in life. And, and I think, you know, with young kids, it's not too early to start really young and tell children, you know, if somebody says something mean to you, remember, it's about them, not you. And, um, you know, I used to teach these things to kindergartners and first graders. And the interesting thing was that um, most of them knew already. I would ask if someone says something nasty to you, are they feeling good about themselves or not feeling good about themselves? And a kindergartner or first grader can tell you, if a kid says something nasty to you, they're not feeling good about themselves. So it's not too early to start when the kids are really young. But I think, again, the parent modeling is really important. And then checking in with kids. How's it going? And asking specific questions. Uh, is there anyone in your class that you really like? Is there anyone in your class who, who is not so fun to be around? What do they do? Do they ever say anything nasty to you? That kind of thing. Uh, keeping the communication is key, keeping it open. But I also think that the modeling of the parent to let the kid know it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be inadequate. It's okay to be rejected. It's okay if other people don't like you. That's okay. And then the parent models that by saying, wow, I had a tough day at work today. You know, there's a person at work that just doesn't like me. And, uh, you know, that's her, that's her choice. But uh, I just have to realize that not everyone's going to like me. Again, back to the modeling, keeping the conversation open. Okay, so that makes the child know that, okay, if my father can be vulnerable, even I too can be vulnerable. And he's sharing, so I too can share. Is that right? Exactly. That's exactly right. Right. Exactly right. right. 
So what are the areas, general areas, Sally, uh, that you have come across over these years that a child can be bullied about? Say, child who is less than 10 years old uh, can be bullied around. What are the things what that... What are the issues they that they're bullied about? Yes, yes. Well, it's interesting. Uh, an elementary school principal did a survey one time and he asked his students, what's difficult about being in elementary school? And they said the number one thing was getting along with people you don't like. Number two was, amazingly enough, wearing the right clothes. Uh, number three was, oh, I forget the rest, but none of them had anything to do with academics. They all had to do with appearance, personality. So I think the major things are, well, the things we know, being overweight, being different. Um, what, what really used to irritate me when I taught middle school was the students who made fun of special ed kids uh, because those kids were doing the best they could. And, and uh, that, that was really sad to me, but they'll, they'll attack anybody who's different. Anyone who has a health problem, um, overweight, too skinny. Uh, in my presentations, I used to ask the group of adults to say, were you ever bullied in school? And what was it about? And the answers are, unbelievable. I had one student who had a little streak of gray in her hair and the other kids made fun of that streak until she changed schools because of it. So um, I think the key is bullies look for where another child is vulnerable and that's where they attack. Of course, race is a huge one. Um, and um, that really works well because people are very sensitive to being to being criticized about their race or religion. Uh, there's a lot of anti-Semitism going on in America right now. So, um, but I think the key is looking for where the other person might be vulnerable. And since, for example, in America, I don't know if it's true in India, but in America, it's very difficult for children to be either tremendously overweight or too skinny, but more so overweight. So that's a key target right away. But it can be anything, too tall, too thin, um, glasses, um, anything. Right, right. Now, let's look at the other side. While discussing, we know what a bully is. But bullies are a part of your system. Bullies are also students. They are also kids right. of the same age in their own class, maybe a year older, two years older. Then just want to understand why do some kids get down to bullying? Why is it that? Where is the problem? Uh, is it from the kid's side? Is it from the family side? What is it that they are looking for? Uh, so that people can understand uh, how exactly they can, you know, they, they can be taken care of. Well, that is such a great question. Um, boy, there's just a million reasons. Uh, I had a neighbor who said he was a bully all through school. And I said, why do you think you did that? He said, because I was very bad in academics in school and I wanted to attack other kids before they could attack me. So that's one reason feeling, but, but it, it always goes back to feeling inadequate in some way or another, either I'm not smart enough. I'm not loved enough. I'm not good enough at math. I'm not, I'm not popular enough. Um, but of course, a lot of it does come from parents. Um, if parents bully kids, then they learn that's a technique to use. Um, also, 
we see it a tremendous amount on on in the media and on TV. Um, sometimes I can't get over uh, the horrible things that people say to one another, especially on the reality shows. And uh, so there's a lot of modeling for that. So when a when a child doesn't feel good about himself, um, there's there's this whole model of what you do is go out and attack someone else. So there's a variety of reasons, but the number one reason is that the child is feeling either inadequate or rejected. And so they they go out to try to protect themselves in, in, by bullying others. Okay, so what is the role of parents here, of schools here, of teachers, their class teacher, because they spend quite a bit of time with them. And also these bullies are not alone, so-called bullies. They have friends also who are acting along with them. So how do you actually look at it, uh, this whole stuff as a problem that needs to be solved. Because later stages, it turns out to be bigger problems and leading to, you know, all these uh, kids coming out with guns and all that that we hear about. Well, that's a complicated answer. You know, the, the first thing that we need to do is create loving, supportive, fabulous families. <laughs> so uh, that would that would be a great place to start. But then I think it's important to teach, start teaching kids these skills at a young age. Start kindergarten, first grade, teach them simple strategies. Teach them when someone says something nasty to you, just teach them one answer, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Teach them to say that. Um, but I think as a culture, we need to look at what are we portraying in our media, in our films, on our TV? Uh, why are we watching these critical, horrible things? Why are we putting up with that? Um, so, and then I think every teacher in the world should buy my video <laughs> or my book. And, but the reason that I made it was I wanted to give teachers and administrators a way to teach kids that there is a great way to respond when someone says something nasty to you. There's a great way to think about it and a great way to respond. You don't have to be wounded by it. Uh, we've had many students in America, I don't know the numbers, but many who have died by suicide because of bullying. That doesn't have to happen. We need to give them the tools. So there are tools out there. I know there are a lot of schools who have adapted bullying programs and that's wonderful. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a full community uh, emphasis. We have to, it takes a village to raise a child. We have to not tolerate it. But I'll tell you something I've been a little discouraged about is that so many administrators don't know what to do about it. And someone will, a student will, or a parent will come in and say, my kid's being bullied. And the administrator doesn't know what to, how to handle it. So we need to train administrators as well. So as, as in many things, I think the answer is in education. Okay. But why, why not administrators? It's like an administrator, even if you don't know, you can get qualified people from outside like you who knows about this stuff. Is it, is it so difficult to take these steps for the future of the children who are under their care? Boy, I wish I could answer that. Um, I don't know. Um, it's, it's not something that is taught in college preparation for teachers. Uh, I don't think routinely. It's something that I had to seek out uh, from some very wise people. I worked with a company called Love and Logic, and uh, they were founded by a man who was a psychiatrist and an elementary school principal. 
And they had these wonderful answers. And they conducted workshops all over the country teaching people these things because it isn't traditionally offered in college courses and uh, in teacher preparation. I don't know. I don't know why that is. I don't know whether they don't know these skills. Um, But there was a movie not long ago about bullying. And um, there was a video of a child on a bus where the other kids had pulled up one of the bus seats and put it on top of this boy. They had a video of it and they took it to the administrator and the administrator asked the boy to shake hands with the kid who had put the seat on him and said, just let's be friends. So I don't know why, I don't, I don't know where the gap is there, but um, it's, it's something that needs to be rectified for sure. Okay. Rectified for sure. But discipline is something which can be easily done. And you are an expert of that, uh, Sally. How do you take care of the discipline part without actually uh, punishing anybody? Discipline not be. That's such a great question. And again, these are some of the skills I learned from Love and Logic. The key is not to use the punishment and anger that really are forms of bullying that teachers and parents have used for generations. So we learned, again, new skills and strategies. Um, One of my favorites was just to use what we call an enforceable statement. And that's where instead of of telling kids what they're going to do, we tell them what we're going to do. So we say, instead of, all right, all of you sit down and be quiet, we say, I'll begin as soon as everyone is seated and quiet. And it's magic. Uh, It's just phenomenal how well that works. Um, Another is to use logical consequences instead of punishment. So, for example, um, let's see. If a child uh, throws food in the lunchroom, then the consequence is they're not allowed to be in the lunchroom for a few days. But we don't spank them. We don't send them to the corner. We don't humiliate them. So, again, there are there are many, many strategies um, that we can use in, instead of using punishment and anger. I'll tell you another thing that I think is really, really important is um, that teachers build relationships, positive relationships with their students and, and parents, too. And uh, that they stay calm when they're working with them. They don't judge. Uh, one of the things I did in my classroom that worked really well was to assign nicknames. And uh, and if a kid got in trouble, I'd say, well, spammy, you know. Uh, and as long as I'm using their nickname, they know that I still love them. It's just the behavior that's a problem. Um, you show interest in their lives. You go to their events. Uh, you give them specific compliments. Um you know, I really like I really like how you wrote that last sentence, not just you're a great student, but, you know, you've really improved your math grade. Wow. You must feel proud about that. Eat together, play together, sing together, uh, chant together, do community service together. Uh, and finally, and perhaps maybe most important is self-disclose. Um, tell students about your life and parents tell kids about your life. And for students, I know there's very little more interesting or fascinating than the lives of their teachers. And I think that students, children are equally interested in the lives of their parents. But don't just tell them all the successful, wonderful things. Tell them some of the strategy, the difficult things that you had to overcome. So I think having a great relationship, um, using some of these some of these special skills and tools, um, really, really helpful for um 
avoiding the, the common getting angry, using punishment, yelling and screaming, that kind of thing. I found Sorry. that as long as I had, oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you one more that's really a Sorry. fun one, um, especially for parents. It's called the energy drain. And that's when if a student, if a child talks back to you, you just say, whoa, I'm having an energy drain. And the child doesn't know quite what that means. But later, when it's time to take them to soccer, you say, oh, no, remember earlier today when you were talking back to me, that drained my energy and I just don't have the energy to take you to soccer. Uh, teachers can use this as well. Um, well, kids, you're draining my energy. And when my energy's drained, I don't have the energy to play that game we're going to play at the end of class. And what I like to do when I have, don't have any energy is just give out worksheets. And so an energy drain is, and it's an all purpose thing. You can use an energy for energy drain for anything. You can say, I don't have the energy to uh, make dinner, but there's a real nice can of spam in the refrigerator. Have a slice, you know, I'm going to lie here and, and recharge my energy on the couch. So those are, those are a few strategies that teachers can and parents can use. Right. Right. In terms of bullying or disciplining, uh, is it the same ratio between, say, a girl and a boy, or is it different? Uh, because in terms of bullying, bully, uh, people who are victims or in terms of who are bullies, how does it work between different, uh, different uh, boys and girls? You know, I had a statistic said, that said that um, girls do it more, bully more, but boys are more violent. Boys tend to get in a fight. And then I think also boys tend to get over it a little sooner. Girls tend to carry a grudge and get with their other friends and get their friends to hate their friends. And I think boys, but um, girls do it more in the last statistic I had, but boys tend to be more violent, I think. So I don't, I don't know. I don't have recent statistics, so I don't know, but I think, I think it's pretty much across the board. Right. Right. Now, the last thing I want to understand on this part is that before I come to other questions is that what about social media? How much role is it playing today? And if, if it is playing a difficult role for the kids, then what, what is the role of educators as well as parents for the kids? Because almost every kid has a phone in, in their hand at one time of the day or the other. Right. And of course, the terrible thing about social media is that the criticisms and the put downs can be anonymous. And that's that's what's really difficult. But um, what's also great about social media is that given a little research, uh, see, kids think they can do it anonymously. But given a little research, there are checks on all the social media filters that you can find out who did this and and have them be blocked. Um, You can. Um, And and all you need to do is Google, for example, um, bullying on Google, and it will tell you how to report it, how to find out who's doing it and so on. So I think um, I think that's a key is to not allow it to continue. Um, You you can find out who's doing it. And in some states and some school districts, students can be expelled for bullying on social media. So it, it, parents and teachers need to follow up on this. And there are vehicles to do it. So the kids think it's anonymous, but it really isn't. So, Right, Sally. Right. Now, uh, thank you so much for these answers. I know there are so many of them, as I, as I said. It, it needs hours to answer each of them. 
and it is such a vast area that can only be understood by the people who want to understand deeply right and right. by the and and be made to understand by somebody like you who knows about these things from very close so how do who who how can someone who wants to work with you can connect with you and know who are the people who can connect with you for your expertise different expertise well i would love to present in schools as i've done for 40 years uh that got waylaid a little with covid and um but i love to come to schools and teach teachers and parents uh, do evening nights with parents teach them these things um that's very very powerful information and um they can check my website which is fearfreeed.com there's three e's in a row there fearfree and then ed.com uh i love to come to schools and speak to the to teachers and then in the evening to parents and give them these skills um i also have a book um right. that's on amazon called words will never hurt me by the way if you go to that book click on it and you can get it in pa- in paperback it shows it just in kindle but if you click on it it will take you to the paperback version um so um i the, but i think you know we need to keep asking for answers the when the student is ready the teacher appears so I have some answers on this and I would love to come and share them but I think there are other answers out there people need to be asking and thank you for making this information available to people that there are answers there are great answers we can empower our kids so of, of course of course and what about those thanks I just had a banana video how where do they find that oh uh, the banana video now you know I have them and it's available on my website I just don't know if people are still watching videos but um i'm happy to send them one uh they can order it on my website fearfreeed.com uh and then i'm also going to set up a streaming on my website of that video so um they they can do that as well right and then you also have this audiobook when they push your button don't let it ring your bell right and that's an audio cd that is also available on my website And again I just don't know how many people are using CDs anymore they're they're streaming. So uh but it's available on my website. I'd be happy to send it to anyone who's interested. And that covers again all of the things um about replying to bullying and put downs. It's just in audio form whereas no thanks I just had a banana is the same information on video. Right Sally. You are not only just a reservoir and institution in yourself with so much of information as well as insights about not just the, how the education system works but also got deep insight into how a child thinks and apart from that you got so many other things a book two audio books as well as a great video that anybody can find uh, when they connect with you thank you thank so you much so, thank you so much for your time on this show thank you it so much it was a pleasure being here thank you again same year sally same year okay. with this it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ masterclass. Thank you so much once again. Thank you. Bye-bye.